What have I to fear? The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's Mightiest Heroes type thing. Yes. I've met them. <laughs> Takes us a while to get any traction on you that one. But let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod, the super soldier, living legend, who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella, you've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. When they come, and they will, they'll come for you. I have an army. We have a Hulk. Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Magmasunis. How is everybody doing today? I am doing great. And uh, I am very, very excited to be talking the Avengers today. And this is a very special episode. And uh, the reason why it's a special episode is uh, there's going to be a lot of people uh, on iTunes that are just typing in the Avengers. And uh, a lot of new people are going to be checking out this show. So for the ones that are checking out this show, this is your first time hearing this, I want to welcome you to the show, say thank you so much for checking it out, and uh, and the motto on Sweep the Leg is letting the good times flow, and that's exactly what this podcast is. It's just a place to come hang out, have some fun, it's a drama free podcast, so I want to welcome you to the show, hopefully you dig it, uh, we have a lot of good fun times on the show, a lot of music. Uh, a lot of entertainment, so I want to, again, thank you for checking out the show, and then for the regular listeners of the STL Nation, uh, it's going to be a fun one today, man, because uh, got a lot of great emails from you guys, uh, looks like we are all very excited about this movie, uh, it's been pretty flipping a uh, pretty flipping awesome weekend, man, I'll tell you, so... So yeah, before we get uh, before we get rolling into uh, into the review, uh, let's go ahead and get into some movie and music news. Listen to the radio play all night in a 
All right, so first up in movie and music news, and we got a lot of good stuff this week that has come out. So the Avengers. Obviously, we're going to be talking the Avengers in just a little bit here, but uh, this weekend, I'll tell you, already opening day has made $80.5 million. It's the second biggest opening day ever, gunning for a weekend record. Uh, I have no doubt whatsoever that it's going to be hitting that. Uh, it's pretty flipping awesome. Uh, it's been kicking some serious tail. I mean, over overseas, I mean, the movie's made over $200 million, so I don't see this movie going below 400 to $500 million for the year. Uh, I mean, it's going to be flipping awesome. Now, the big question remains is The Dark Knight Rises. How is that going to perform? I mean, here's the thing. Uh, Avengers is the big fun flick versus Dark Knight Rises is going to be the the epic serious film and I've heard some rumors where uh, people who saw uh, the trailer to the Dark Knight Rises who had never seen Batman Begins or the Dark Knight uh, when they were done watching the trailer for the Dark Knight Rises they're like that's a Batman movie so uh, so yeah it's, it's pretty cool I think it was an excellent idea for them to put the Dark Knight Rises trailer in front of the Avengers and uh, it's going to be awesome, man. I mean, I really, truly think that The Dark Knight Rises will, in fact, be the number one movie of the year. Uh, and I think Avengers will be number two. Uh, you know, of course, all the hype is going to Avengers because Avengers is out versus The Dark Knight Rises isn't. But I think it's so flipping awesome for the fact that The Avengers is, is just kicking some butt for a couple different reasons. I mean, number one, I mean, this proves that the, that the movie worked and that, uh, you know five years of our lives wasn't wasted and people are just enjoying it even people who don't like comic books are really enjoying it so this is a really good thing for comic book movies in general and uh and i'm very excited for the future and how it's going to be going so now uh for you guys that didn't know there is talks of a beetlejuice 2 tim burton really wants to get it going michael keaton's been an advocate for Beetlejuice 2 for quite a long time. They're currently working on a script. Essentially, he's just like, you know, I don't know if we're ever going to get a good script, but uh, if it bites me in the face, but, you know, if, if I like it, I'm essentially going to do it. So there's this guy that's writing the script right now, Seth Graham Smith, and uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I personally think that it's a little too long to be bringing Beetlejuice back. I mean, he's been a. That movie's so. Is so long to try to bring back a sequel, so I I really don't know how that's gonna go. But uh, you know, if it's a good story and a good script, then I think people will accept it. But we shall see where that uh, where that essentially goes. So um, another interesting news that I have for you. So if you guys remember this film back in the 80s, it was a little film called Little Shop of Horrors, star Rick Moranis and uh, Steve Martin. It's kind of like a musical, real crazy flick. Well, anyways, of course, they're going to be remaking it. I mean, why not? They, they remake everything. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt is actually uh, trying to develop the Little Shop of Horrors remake, which is kind of uh, an interesting, uh, interesting thing. Uh, because, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, man, I mean, this guy is really making a name for himself. A lot of people really dig this guy. So I think it's kind of funny that he is uh, wanting to develop Little Shop of Horrors. Now, I was never a huge fan of that movie, but it'll be interesting to see where they take the remake. So, now Machete. I talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, I told you I was a big fan of this movie. It was a crazy, dumb, over-the-top action flick. 
And uh, of course, number two is going to be coming out, which is tentatively titled Machete Kills. Now, Amber Heard, she is joining the cast, which is pretty cool because I'm a big fan of Amber Heard. I think she's cool. Uh, Last movie she was in was John Carpenter's The Ward, which really didn't do too well. But overall, I thought it was a really good movie. So, So that's pretty cool. Now, the trailer for The Expendables 2 uh, hit this week. Uh, and man, I have to tell you. You know, I had recently stated that uh, the fact of it being PG-13, I was a little worried. Because of the fact of, you know, the first movie was rated R. Uh, and it made sense for it to be R. You know, like a bunch of the big action flicks of the 80s was R. And, and essentially that movie was to represent and try to bring back the 80s type feel of the movie so the fact that it's pg-13 which the reason behind that is because of chuck norris being in the film he wants to make it pg-13 that was the only way he was going to do it so a lot of people have been complaining of the fact of it's going to be pg-13 and really what they're doing is they're just taking out a lot of the language but after i saw the trailer to expendables 2 i have to admit i am pretty pretty flipping excited i thought the trailer was flipping awesome sean claude van damme you know, I really, lo- I really enjoy Jean-Claude Van Damme. You know, he's gone basically down the ringer. And, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr., man, he made a comeback, uh, you know, going through hard times. And Jean-Claude Van Damme's been going through some hard times, definitely going through the whole straight-to-DVD thing. But he looks like he's going to be an awesome bad guy. And, and the premise is, is that Jean-Claude Van Damme actually kills one of the Expendables. Of course, they don't tell you who it is. And then they want to seek revenge and go after him. And, and they hire some new blood into the Expendables. And one of them is Chris Hemsworth, which a.k.a. would be Thor. Uh, they've hired him into there. But uh, I'm very excited to see how this movie is going to go. I found out Charisma Carpenter is going to be coming back, which is pretty flipping awesome. She was the girlfriend of Jason Statham's uh, character. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, especially after the trailer, the trailer, just along with Arnold on there, he made a few jokes and Bruce Willis. And uh, it just looks so good. I'm very excited for it. Now that I've seen the second trailer, I'm more excited for the film and I'm less worried of the whole PG-13 rating. So I think they can do it right. I think everybody will kind of just wipe their hands clean of the whole PG-13, and it could possibly beat uh, The Expendables 1. So we'll see how that goes. Now, the uh, trailer to the new Amazing Spider-Man is hit. Uh, Now, funny enough, that actually did not hit my theater. Uh, I thought that The Dark Knight Rises and The Amazing Spider-Man were going to be the trailers attached to The Avengers, to the midnight showing that I went to, but Amazing Spider-Man was not part of that. So uh, it's been online, some interesting response there. And, uh, and, you know, I guess we'll see, you know, I've kind of mentioned before how this is going to work. I mean, in a, in a year with having the Avengers and the Dark Knight Rises, I really hope that, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, the movie could get swallowed up or it could be very successful. We shall see. I'm very interested on how this is going to play out. I really, really am. I don't have anything against the whole remaking of this film. From what I've seen, everything's been looking pretty cool. Uh, I'm just, I'm just wondering how it's all gonna work out. So, so time will tell, and we shall see. But if you haven't checked out the trailer, it is new, just came out. Go type in the uh, new, the, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man new trailer. You'll find it pretty cool looking. So, oh, and just in case I, I don't mention it in my review, the overseas for the Avengers was two, uh, 281 million so far is what we're actually what we've actually seen on the overseas side 
of the movie, which, I mean, is unflippin' believable. So, funny enough, um, Transformers 4 uh, is going to be, obviously, Michael Bay is currently working on Painter Gain with uh, with my boy Dwayne and uh, and Mark Wahlberg, uh, which will uh, hopefully be, uh, you know, they're, they're currently filming it now, but he's planning on working on Transformers 4, which is really going to be, uh, you know, with new characters and a new plot. Shia LaBeouf will not be in the film, but funny enough, Good old Tyrese Gibson uh, said over at CinemaCon that he was uh, hoping that uh, he could possibly get into Transformers 4, which would be, uh, you know, I, I always enjoy Tyrese. I think he's absolutely hysterical. I love that guy. So I would not complain one bit if he actually shows up in Transformers 4. But we, you know, we don't have a whole lot of information on Transformers 4 yet, but I'm not going to complain whatsoever if Tyrese actually makes it into the film. I think that'd be pretty cool myself. And the final bit of news I have this week for movie news is Sam Raimi is still planning on doing Evil Dead 4, uh, which is kind of funny. Uh, you know, of course, we'll have good old Bruce Campbell hopefully in there. Now, Bruce Campbell recently has made his uh, his awesome performances in Burn Notice, which is one of the greatest TV shows on television. If you are not checking out Burn Notice, you need to go do that. But Bruce Campbell has been super awesome in Burn Notice. Uh, so we shall see, of course, how Evil Dead 4 plans out. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. I actually enjoyed number three. Number three was kind of a, a great comedy, absolutely hysterical movie. Uh, a lot of people may not actually like the movie, but of course, you know me, I like everything. That movie was uh, was definitely a blast, Evil Dead 3, uh, which was actually called Army of Darkness. But we shall see where Evil Dead 4 goes. So that's what I have for, mo- uh, for movie news. Let's go ahead and get into some music news. Now, uh, you may have heard this already. Uh, one of the founders of the Beastie Boys, Adam, uh, Adam Yauch, uh, which da- if I said the last name, I apologize. Uh, he currently um, has recently passed away this week. Uh, he's died at the age of 47. Uh, he was battling with cancer, and uh, and it's a it's a shame. I mean, there's been uh, Beastie Boys was definitely humongous uh, and really bringing you know the whole hip hop and, and rock together, and, and it's just they're you know they're just a bunch of fun loving guys, and uh, they've had a lot of great tunes, and there's definitely going to be. Uh, some tributes going on to the Beastie Boys that you should be out on the look for. Uh, unfortunately, you know, 47 is such a young age uh, to to die at, especially, you know, to die from cancer, which is horrible. But, uh, you know, hopes and prayers go out to all of the family and friends uh, for Adam and the Beastie Boys. And, uh, you know, we definitely uh, we're definitely saddened in this day of, uh, of music here. And uh, just in case you didn't know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, they're going to honor the Beastie Boys um, over at the New Work gig. And uh, also Chuck D, you know, he's uh, he's teary-eyed uh, essentially over, over the death of him. So there's just a lot of love going out. Uh, so, it, uh, so, yeah. And other kind of positive news, if you're a fan of No Doubt, they are actually going to be coming out with a new album on September 25th. Now, uh, you know, Gwen Stefani definitely went solo for a while. Uh, was very successful as a solo artist. And uh, a lot of No Doubt fans have been really, you know, saying, Dude, what's up? When are we getting a new album? Well, the, uh, the, the official release date is September 25th. So as long as there is no more problems, be on the lookout for the new No Doubt CD on that date. Hopefully it'll be uh, a return to form. And uh, kind of like the first, uh, you know, kind of like the... Uh, the Tragic Kingdom album, which was always my favorite, with some good times. So we shall see 
what we're going to get on that day. You know, funny enough with uh, with Justin Bieber. Now, I mean, this guy is flipping annoying and uh, just way overrated. So, you know, I've always kind of had a, a hate for Justin Bieber. And I think it was more of a it's popular to hate Justin Bieber. But I have to admit, uh, I recently, uh, you know, Punked on MTV has come back on. Uh, and it's pretty cool. They're changing up. I mean, of course, Ashton Kutcher is no longer the host of Punk. So what they're doing is, is they're having every episode, one celebrity is the guest of the whole entire episode, and they pick three people that they're going to prank throughout the episode. First, uh, the first uh, show of the new of the new season was Justin Bieber was the host, and he took on Taylor Swift, which was absolutely hysterical. Uh, just check out the new punk. It's really good. We had Hayden uh, Panitarian was on there as well. Uh, Lucy Hale from Pretty Little Liars was on there. It's just been a good overall season. They punked a lot of a lot of good people, and uh, it's been really really funny. Uh, other other music news. Uh, if you're a fan of Kylie Minogue, she's going to have a greatest hits album that's going to be coming to you in June. So be on the lookout for that. Surprisingly, Marilyn Manson's new CD actually cracked the top ten of the Billboard 200 along with Nora Jones and B.O.B. So I guess a lot of people still are fans of Marilyn Manson. You know, I don't actually like his music, but I think the guy is very intelligent. uh, And he's very, you know, when you actually sit down and listen to the guy, the guy knows what he's talking about on on different things. And uh, he's always an interesting person to listen to. Music-wise, I wouldn't actually listen to the guy, but uh, I do actually think he's actually quite quite a funny guy uh quite funny and a very intelligent guy so uh that's what i got this week for music news now let's go ahead and get into some tv news you have too much tv that's what my mother tells me all right so probably the biggest news that's happened this week in tv news is the fact that we got some early pickups for the new season now usually we don't start to hear anything about uh, upcoming shows or pickups until kind of later on in the month. But the CW uh, has picked up my favorite show on television. My all-time favorite show, for those of you who don't know, is Knight Rider, which uh, I actually host a, a Knight Rider podcast, The Shadowy Flight, so go check that out if you're a fan of Knight Rider. But currently on TV, my favorite show is Supernatural, and they are going to pick it up for Season 8, which is no surprise. We all knew it was going to get a Season 8, but we do... a uh, have official confirmation along with the Vampire Diaries and 90210. Now, uh, I am kind of upset because of the fact that I'm a big fan of Ringer. Love that show. That's with Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we don't know for sure if it's going to be picked up. It's on the fence right now. I'm crossing my fingers, hoping that it will be along with the Secret Circle. Definitely a fun show. That's actually my wife's favorite show. And uh, we will see. I'm hoping and keeping my fingers crossed that we get the Ringer and Secret Circle from the CW to renew those shows. And CW isn't really like NBC where they're all about canceling their shows. Uh, I'm really hoping that they're just going to kind of, you know, they, they've introduced these shows. And I just hope that uh, there's enough fan base. I mean, the cool thing with the CW is if you have one, you know, one and a half million viewers, that's actually considered a success. So let's, I'm just, I'm just hoping everything's going to be cool. Uh, other TV news that I have for you. Now, for all you Simpsons fans out there, uh, what they're going to do in the new season of The Simpsons is they're actually going to reveal Bart's love life, which I think will be pretty interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, The Simpsons, you know, I take them, as, take them or leave them. I definitely can't say I hate them or I don't like them. But uh, it's for all, all those fans, I know there's a huge amount of fans out there. 
this new season, you are going to see the uh, Bart uh, new love life. And then Southland has actually been renewed by TNT, which is, uh, you know, it's going to be their fifth season that they've been renewed. So any of you fans out there, go ahead and uh, start celebrating. You're getting another season of Southland, which is pretty cool. As far as American Idol uh, news, this, this, you know, as I told you, I just hate this year, man. And I hate it even more now because Skylar Lane was really... The only person left outside of Colton getting booted off, she got booted off this week, so I'm officially done. I've uh, canceled all of my future DVR recordings of American Idol, could care less, and I will check it out at the finale, because the finale, regardless of who who's there, I at least get to see everybody come back. We usually have some pretty cool star performances, and uh, uh, last year, Steven Tyler performed, did some Aerosmith stuff, and... Uh, I'm excited for at least the finale, but now I'm done. Who cares? So moving on. That's what I got this week for TV news. Uh, now let's get into uh, one of the new segments on STL, uh, and that's some game news. I wanna play a game. Wanna play? All right, now I won't spend a whole lot of time on game news. Um, the only thing I really have for you is uh, God of War. Uh, has officially announced that uh, a new game is going to be coming out. It's called God of War Ascension. It's going to be on the PS3, so no PSP conversion to the PS3. Uh, Now, this is not God of War 4. This is really going to be kind of uh, a prequel, which, you know, prequels are, you know, I kind of take them or leave them. Uh, I guess, essentially, you're going to see what it's going to be like as Kratos as, uh, as a mortal before he became a god, but just the fact of a new... God of War game coming on the PS3, which God of War 3, my only complaint with God of War 3 is the fact that it was a short game. God of War 3 was one of the most mind-blowing graphics games I had ever seen. The first 20 minutes of the game is like your final level of another game. I mean, it was just mind-blowingly awesome. But the problem with the game was I beat it in like 8 hours. So I think because they spent so much time on the graphics that uh, unfortunately trying to create a longer game was kind of out of the question. You know, Batman Arkham City is a humongous long game, so I just don't see why they couldn't have done that with God of War. But anyways, we're getting a new one. Should be out by the end of the year, so I am looking forward to it. Resident Evil 6 is kind of taken off. A lot more new trailers have come out. We got some new pictures, so I am very pumped for the new Resident Evil 6 game. And for those of you who don't know, that's going to have... Chris Redfield and Leon in the game and it's going to be more of like a a two part of the game you're going to kind of be like uh, while you're playing it you're going to be playing Leon in one part and then you'll move on and then you'll be like Chris in another part kind of like in Batman Arkham City where you kind of switch off between Batman and Catwoman it's going to kind of it's going to kind of be like that uh, in regards to gameplay but uh, I'm looking forward to it Uh, I actually heard the newest Resident Evil game Operation Raccoon City was not not very fun it got kind of like on a scale of one to ten the the average reviews have been a six so uh i i don't know usually i run out and grab a resident evil game but this is kind of the first time i kind of sat back and, and really didn't care too much about it versus resident evil 6 i, I just can't wait for it. i think it's gonna be awesome now uh, all you xbox lovers out there the uh, microsoft is actually planning to do a 99 dollars xbox 360 deal with the with the subscription uh, it's going to be kind of like a, a two-year commitment to Xbox Live, so that way you can get the system sold through Microsoft with that discount, 
but it's kind of like a contract, kind of like a telephone. So if you are excited about that, then hey, there you go. Uh, you can, you know, if yours have crashed, you can go ahead and get a new one for 99 bucks as long as you go ahead and do the two-year, uh, two-year commitment. And I forgot to mention, I got a War Ascension. This is actually gonna be the first time we're gonna get multiplayer. Uh, which none of the other God of War games, uh, which by the way is a PS3 exclusive, uh, we are going to get a multiplayer, so that ought to be pretty cool. As far as my feelings on uh, on uh, exclusiveness, I, I think it kind of sucks. I mean, I definitely would have loved to play Halo because you know I have a PS3. I've always had Sony products. I've never had an Xbox, but you know I hear such great things about it, especially for. The Xbox owners hear great things about the Uncharted series and the God of War series. It just kind of sucks that they don't actually get to experience those games. I really wish that all games didn't have the exclusiveness, but I guess that's how you kind of make the big bucks. So that is what I have for this week in gaming news. So let's go ahead and get into the review of the Avengers. War has started. We are hopelessly outgunned. Director Fury, I think it's time. You're here with the mission, sir? Trying to get me back in the world? Trying to save it. Doctor, we need you to come in. What if I say no? I'll persuade you. What are you asking me to do? It's called the Avengers Initiative. I thought I didn't qualify. Apparently I'm, what is it, volatile, self-obsessed, and don't play well with others. I think they need a timeout. Lost creatures to defend you. You have made me very desperate. We're not a team. We're a time bomb. Right, the Avengers, and uh, I am excited to be talking this film here. Now, uh, here's the thing with the Avengers: there is a lot of good, uh, a lot of great stuff that happened in this film. So, uh, you know, when I originally advertised this uh, this particular episode, I said that we're going to do a non-spoiler review, do the music spotlight, and then follow after that with the spoiler-filled review of the Avengers. Well, I got a lot of great emails, and a lot of the emails contained spoilers. 
And here's what I'm going to do. I am going to spend just a couple of minutes, give you a non-spoiler review, and then I'm just going to full-blown just tell you, okay, uh, I'm going to continue on with the rest of the story, and we're going into spoilers. We're not going to wait till after the music spotlight song, just because uh, this movie is really hard not to spoil. A lot of the great parts are because of the fact of their spoilers. So um, I will just give you a general premise of uh, for those of you who have not seen the Avengers. So what I would like you to do is please go see the Avengers, come back and listen to the rest of the review. But I'll just give you a real quick overall thought process for those of you who have not seen the Avengers that just kind of want another person's opinion on it. And then uh, and then we're just going to get right into it. So. Now, the Avengers, as you know, is kind of like a, a five-year, year in the making because of the fact of this has never been done before in film history where they've con- they've consistently made movies to build up to one spectacular event. You know, it started off with, uh, with Iron Man and then it went to Incredible Hulk and then Iron Man 2 and then Thor and then Captain America. Even though Captain America is the, you know, happens first, they wanted to make sure Captain America was last because Captain America uh, in general is the fan favorite of all of the movies uh, or I guess you could argue would be Iron Man but, uh, you know, each one is has set up. I mean, they knew exactly what they were doing. They took Blueprint and, and they made sure that all their, their T's were crossed and their I's were dotted, basically, when they made these films. And especially if you do a Marvel rewatch, which I did. I did a Marvel rewatch before I went to go see the Avengers. Everything adds up. Every movie has their own little Easter eggs, if you will, and really ties everything together. And, uh, and I'll, and I'll kind of give you my quick thought on each of the films uh, before I, I really start talking about the Avengers. Uh, you know, Iron Man, he's really Marvel's Batman, if you will. You know, he's, uh, he's a billionaire um, and he's, uh, you know, he comes across as one way to the public and then in, in his own, um, you know, being alone and with and the people that he loves, he comes across a different way. The only real difference between Iron Man and Batman is is that Iron Man actually comes out and tells people who he is versus Batman does not. That's really the humongous difference between uh, you know Iron Man and Batman. And you know Iron Man when it first came out I thought it was really good. Now these guys, I mean, you could consider them the B-list characters of the Marvel world. I mean, Spider-Man and uh, you know X-Men are, are probably up there in regards to, you know, the best, you know, arguably, but it was these characters though are they try to make these characters as relatable as possible. And uh, and they've done an excellent job. You know, Iron Man was uh, was a surprise. I mean, it was kind of like they, it was a Marvel movies are just they're so flipping good. You know, I'm a DC guy. I grew up on Batman and Superman. And uh, when I met my wife, she, you know, forced me to go see Spider-Man. And then after Spider-Man was over, you know, I thanked her. I said, you know, thank you for for introducing me to, you know, I really enjoyed the movie and uh, and the X-Men movies I really enjoyed. So, I mean, the, the Marvel movies are just solid overall, but especially the Marvel Studio movies, the, the you know, the uh, Iron Man, the Hulk, Thor, Captain America versus I'm not talking the other Marvel characters because some of those are owned by Fox and by Sony, but just these movies in particular, they are 
they are just excellent. Iron Man, you know, I gave that movie like uh, like a four and a half star, I believe it was. And then Iron Man 2, the first time I saw it, I wasn't a fan of. Uh, and I think it's just because it had to do with so much S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff than its own movie. But the second time around, I really enjoyed it, so I just gave it a star below. And actually, I think I gave Iron Man a four star. I gave Iron Man 2 a three star. And then uh, Thor, I thought I was going to hate Thor dramatically. Just the fact of a demigod on another planet. But it was just so good, so funny. I laughed hysterically throughout the film. I thought the Earth stuff was great. I actually gave Thor uh, a four and a half. Incredible Hulk. I love Incredible Hulk. I've always loved him since the TV show. Uh, Bill Bixby was just awesome. Of course, Lou Ferrigno was amazing. And, you know, I've always loved the Incredible Hulk. The the Angley Hulk, I was never really a fan of. But the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton was such a great, great film. Uh, that one I gave a four star. And then Thor, I actually gave a four and a half because I enjoyed it so much. And then Captain America got a perfect five stars because that movie was just amazing. Chris Evans, you know, everybody was so worried about him because of the, the goofball characters that he's always played. And he comes across and he is Captain America. He was Captain America. He was just great. Everybody just could not get over how amazing he was. And, uh, and I love Captain America. I gave that one a five star. So when I knew the Avengers was coming up, man, and the fact of uh, uh, Josh, uh, not Josh, but Josh Whedon was, was taking care of this. And I'm a huge fan of his because, you know, uh, Buffy was one of my all-time favorite shows. And Angel, I actually enjoy Angel over Buffy. And, uh, and then Dollhouse. Now, I actually never saw the Firefly and the Serenity, uh, but I know how epic they are, how well, how well loved they are. So I don't have anything against seen that i just never got around to it but i've always been a huge fan of buffy angel and dollhouse even though dollhouse was considered and uh not not great and kind of panned a little bit i enjoyed it because i love elijah dushku and and fred from angel was in the show so for me it was awesome so this was the guy to do it because of the fact of he takes an ensemble cast and he can make it work everybody gets the perfect amount of screen time he's got the right dialogue uh, his writing is always solid. So, uh, I mean, next to Christopher Nolan, this is probably the only guy that could have done this film. And and needless to say, the film was amazing. It took all of the highest expectations I possibly could have had for this film and, and murdered it. And essentially gave me even better ex- expectations than humanly possible i mean it was so amazing and the hulk the hulk finally got the love and the respect that he deserves the hulk was amazing now a lot of people were going to have problem with the fact of edward norton wasn't going to be in the film and we were going to get mark ruffalo to be bruce banner in the film question is how did he do well to answer your question mark did great i thought he was absolutely awesome uh he was a perfect balance because he was the uh he was the cool, calm, and collective scientist, um, but he definitely had kind of a, a silent confidence to himself. Uh, he definitely did not was not outshined by the other you know characters. He held his own against Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and uh, and all the other guys. He was definitely not something where you're like, okay, he got uh, you know he's the new guy on the block. He looked like he'd been playing Bruce Banner for quite a long time. Now for me. 
I thought he was better than Edward Norton. A lot of people will probably disagree with me on that. That's fine. We all have our own opinions. Uh, for me, I think it goes Bill Bixby is the best and then followed by Mark Ruffalo. And I think a lot of fans agree with that because of the fact of uh, Marvel saw how popular and how good he did and how popular the Hulk was because the overall response is the Hulk steals his film, which he does, that they went ahead and signed him a six-picture deal to be the Hulk. Now, does that mean that the Hulk's getting six films? It could essentially be just like Samuel Jackson got signed where he makes a cameo appearance in Iron Man 3 or in Thor or he could have his own movie. I'm sure that also includes Avengers 2. So it does not necessarily mean he's going to get his own film, which for the people out there that are hoping he doesn't, you know, you could have some light at the end of the tunnel and get your wish. But for me, I, I just the fact he's going to be the Hulk for the next six times we see him on screen, I'm a screen. I'm a, I'm happy. I thought he did an excellent job. I was very satisfied with his performance. I thought he was great. Scarlett Johansson did absolutely amazing as Black Widow. She had uh, she definitely kicks a major ass. Uh, which Josh uh, Josh Whedon sh- takes his female characters, pushes them to the limit, and makes you realize how awesome they are. So she was definitely uh, held her own. She was great. Hawkeye was definitely a good time. Uh, and, of course, Captain America was great in the film. Iron Man was – I mean, if you thought he was funny in the first two films, he's like a humongous comedian in this one. He has some of the greatest lines in the film, but Thor actually has – one of the best lines of the whole entire film. It was flipping awesome, which I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, overall, though, it was flipping amazing. So, for as far as a non-spoiler review goes, uh, Loki is the uh, is the main bad guy of the film, which Loki comes from Thor. Now, a lot of people probably have concern of like, well, he was kind of lame in Thor. How could he be so awesome in this film that where they got to have uh, all these guys go after him? Well. It's really what he uh, what he has that uh, that kind of causes the the whole Earth to be attacked and uh, and he does excellent. I think he was more powerful in this film than he was in Thor. Kind of in Thor, he was kind of lame, but in this film, he's definitely uh, a very good bad guy. Uh, they do enough screen time for him to not be to not overshadow the Avengers, but not look like a weakling. He is definitely pulled off very nicely in the film. Uh, there's a lot of, of course, action, but the thing with, uh, with the job, with the Josh Whedon film is you're going to get a lot of laughter, which my crowd had laughed dramatically, uh, when it comes to the film and the action was just over the top, uh, just not over the top, I should say, but the, it was just amazing, uh, total high expectations were were just met, and you know I, I had mentioned before this is my first midnight showing of uh, of any movie I'd ever seen before, and you know me and my wife we do everything together, so I I don't go see a film without her. You know if we go see a movie in the theater, it's kind of got to be an event. It's got to be a film that we know that we're gonna love. So we've been building up to this film. It was actually her idea to do a midnight showing, and in uh, the day of. Uh, you know, I got up at 6.30 to go to work. Well, I got up and I had to be at work at 6.30. And, uh, you know, I, I was hoping to, after work, get to take a nap and uh, kind of get me ready for the midnight showing. 
Well, needless to say, after work, um, my daughters went out to play and uh, I had to, you know, I kind of had to clean up the house because I had a babysitter coming over and the kids had kind of destroyed it. So by the time I spent about a good hour and a half, two hours, because those of you guys that have kids out there know that it doesn't take long for a kid to destroy your house. Uh, After I got that cleaned up and then I made supper and then I gave the... Uh, I give the kids their, you know, their shower that they need and get them ready for bed. It's like 9.30 and uh, we were going to go to the movie at 11. So I'm like, okay, my babysitter is going to be here at 10.30. So do I take a nap for an hour or do I just stay awake? So I decided to stay awake. Uh, so I get to the movie theater and uh, and there's a bunch of dudes dressed up. There's this one skinny looking guy. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a, a skinny guy, but this guy was like way skinnier than I was. I mean, I look like Arnold Schwarzenegger compared to this dude. And he was dressed up as the Hulk. I'm like, that's sacrilegious. That's like taking a 500 pound guy and dressing him up as Pee Wee Herman. You know, it just doesn't work. So, you know, there was a lot of people there. And, you know, one thing with my wife, she is not a crowd person. You know, she, if she gets into a room and there's a lot of people there, she definitely could get a panic attack. So my my feeling was the fact that we got 2D tickets and I thought everybody was going to go see 3D. And, you know, I live in a small town. There's only like 25,000 people to live here. I thought that there was going to be people here. You know, our thought was there wouldn't be kids, you know, like nine or 10 year old kind of kids. We knew there'd be some fans there, but we were hoping that it wasn't going to be too crazy. So I was hoping the fact if I got a 2D, it wasn't going to be bad. So it's like 11.05, not even, you know, a little bit before an hour. And we start hearing all these people. And it's like half of the theater is like filled. I'm like, oh, crap. So my wife already is just like, she's not feeling it. So we go all the way to the back. uh, Because I didn't want nobody behind me. And all these people are tons of posers. Just like, just talking and just joking around and all this other crap it was like oh so my wife on facebook is just like you know oh is this is this movie gonna start she goes you know i love you baby but i'll never do a midnight showing again uh or for for you or anybody else and then i'm like i'm like and it's funny i'm like next to her texting i'm just like it was your idea and she's like well sometimes geniuses have bad theories it was kind of her funny response so i was just hoping that the crowd would just calm down and be quiet once the film starts so the trailers the trailers come up we get battleship as our first trailer which i thought was going to be either the dark knight rises or spider-man but we get battleship look really cool uh for the most part the theater was starting to quiet down we get the dark knight rises and the dark knight rises trailer was great Uh, i had purposely did not watch it because i wanted to see it on the big screen i wanted to hear it really loud which some of the times it was so loud I couldn't actually hear what was going on. Now, I actually found myself enjoying the second trailer more than the third, but the third one was still pretty awesome. And then the, finally I got the new uh, Walt Disney Pixar film. I was like, where the hell is Spider-Man at? But I missed Spider-Man. I didn't get it. So the film starts, and uh, and for the most part the theater was really cool. A lot of laughs, though. And, uh, and there was one part in the film which I'm going to talk after, you know, I give the non-spoiler part that I was just like, what did, what, what just happened? I, I missed it. I didn't hear it. But uh, the overall experience, though, uh, was good, except the fact of when I get to the very end of the movie, you know how there was two, there's actually two after credit scenes. I mean, for people that don't know that there's an after credit sequence by now, why would you leave the theater? I mean, seriously, you've seen five of these films. You should know that there's an after credit sequence. So the first one they show, okay, great. All of a sudden they shut the screen off. So I missed the second 
uh, after credit sequence. I know what happens. I've heard about it. I didn't actually see it. They just shut the stupid screen off. I think they just wanted to kick us out because they were tired. So for me, I missed it. And I was going to go see the film again. But the, the agreement that my wife and me had is because of the fact of I was actually up for 32 hours. Uh, my wife didn't have to work until uh, Friday night. And uh, I had I had to be at work at uh, 530 um, the next morning. So we got home at like 2.35, you know, 2.40. And I had to be at work at 5.30. I said, why would I, I should? And I was so pumped after seeing this film. I was like, should I go to sleep? So I actually stayed awake. And uh, and by the time I went to bed, um, I got home at like uh, 4 o'clock. And I finally hit the couch about 4.30. So I was actually up for 32 hours. And I'll tell you, I had like 1% of energy left. My wife was actually able to sleep during the day because she had to work at night. So we're still trying to get our energy back from the midnight showing. But it was great. It was awesome. But uh, but overall, though, guys, for the non-spoiler part, I'm just going to wrap it up as this. Uh, go see the film. Uh, take any of your high expectations, and I promise you they will be met. It was unbelievably great it was super fun it was very funny there was that there were some sad parts in the film um it was definitely a five year uh it was definitely a five year wait uh that was worth it it was unbelievable so uh so i will definitely go see the film again i can't wait to go see the film again and normally my wife and me we never go see the film twice in a theater but we immediately wanted to watch it again uh, i'll probably watch it again sometimes this this week i want the crowd to die down a little bit so i can actually hear everything and not have a crazy crowd but uh i would i definitely highly recommend it i will give you my star rating now but before i actually get into then the review i gave it five stars i thought it was perfect uh, the the writing was spectacular the story was great um, the dialogue was was amazing the characters got a got a perfect amount of screen time and uh and it was just uh, the the ending was great the hulk though the hulk steals the film uh he he actually is built up uh throughout the film so just uh you know i'll talk about when you actually see him in just a couple of minutes here but they they build up the hulk and when he finally shows up uh man he is delivered excellently he looks amazing this is the best that the hulk has ever looked in any of the films and uh he steals he steals this movie uh, I mean, Iron Man is great. I mean, Iron Man and Captain America are just flipping amazing. There's a lot of fighting between those two because they both are want to be the leader. But uh, Captain America does a great job of, of leading everybody. And uh, and when the Hulk is just on screen, he's absolutely amazing. So uh, go see the film. It's flipping amazing. So now I'm going to get into the spoiler review section of the film. So uh, so I hope you uh, do you stick around. And 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 here I have to say, hopefully you've already actually seen the film. But if you uh, if you have not, uh, I hope you uh, just pause this, uh, go watch the film, and come back and hear uh, the rest of the episode because it's going to be some good time. So, all right, guys, here we go for the film. So essentially, this film, uh, you know, we start off the film and we got some uh, Nick Fury, good old Samuel L. Jackson. Now, as you know, he's the director of the uh, Espionage Agency Shield. And, uh, and he arrives at this remote uh, research facility uh, and there's like this evacuation going on because the commander there, which is Agent uh, Maria, uh, she explains that uh, the, t- the Tesseract, 
the Tesseract is is the big energy source of the film. What it is, it's uh, it's a uh, it has unknown potential. This energy source, and uh, it get act it gets activated, and it opens this mysterious portal, which of course would be the portal to uh, to the Asgard, known as Loki. And uh, and he steps through it, and uh, and he kicks everybody's ass, basically. And the way he's able to do that is he uses the Tesseract. Uh, one of its ability is to control minds. And surprisingly, the first person he uses it on is Jeremy Renner. Jer- uh, Jeremy Renner's character, which is Clint Barton, which you'll know as Hawkeye, which I thought was really surprising of the fact of uh, he's going to be working for Loki. I was like, holy crap, he's an Avenger. How does that happen? And then, of course, the uh, the scientist from uh, from Thor, uh, Dr. Eric uh, Selvig, he is actually also as well in mind control, and he's supposed to order in the aid of, of the gateway. So in response to the attack, uh, Fury, uh, he reactivates the Avengers initiative. And uh, the first person we see on the screen is Scarlett Johansson character, which she's Agent Natasha uh, Ramanoff. Now, she's got this really cool uh, Russian dude that's kind of beating her up. She's sitting in a chair, uh, and she gets a call. And real funny in the theater when she starts to talk about how – because she's getting slapped around. And she's like, I got this guy right where I want him. And he just starts to to look at her like, holy crap. So he goes to slap her again, and she just – she flips over and starts to kick the living crap out of these dudes in a chair so i mean this is this is whedon's way of showing you that uh, females kick ass just like buffy and and faith and and all the other girls and all of his shows and he's got to start it off with uh, scarlett johansson and and that's cool with me man because she does some serious butt kicking it's some good times and uh and then she is actually sent to india to recruit dr bruce banner and uh, when you see him for the first time, uh, he's actually helping a bunch of a uh, bunch of sick people. So when you see the uh, the confrontation between Scarlet and and, uh, and Bruce Banner, there's actually a really good scene where he's being cool, calm, and collective, and she's just saying how oh nobody's here with me to uh, you know to take you in. I'm just asking you, and, and tries to explain to him the the purpose of why she needs him to come in and he does this actually one scary scene where he freaks her out and she pulls the gun on him i thought that was priceless it was very good because you actually see bruce banner scary and uh and he's like dude i'm just kidding with you i just wanted to see what you do and you see scarlett johansson just kind of freaked out uh and i thought that was just classic it was a good way of introducing uh, bruce banner and mark ruffalo just kind of saying you know what this is what it is this is how i'm doing it and uh and it was a great great way to start off their first time seeing the avengers all right and now we get to see good old uh agent phil colson which we've all come to know and love these past five films uh he's definitely become uh, a fan favorite uh he's supposed to go get tony stark now when you see robert downey jr man he is just hysterical because we get to see him with uh with gwena paltrow and these two have excellent chemistry together uh immediately he's making jokes got some great one-liners amazing and of course i'm in the theater i didn't write all this stuff down but just take the one-liners that you know and love from iron man one and two throw them out the window because robert downey jr kills it in this film with the one-liners absolutely amazing so he makes some really great one-liners to agent colson 
and good old uh, Piper, you know, um, good old Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, really great. She's only in the film for maybe about six or seven minutes, but she uh, is definitely great. They still have great chemistry, if not actually better chemistry than in Iron Man 1 and 2. And, uh, and you know, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, reviews the um, reviews what's supposed to be going on and uh and he you know he's like i thought i wasn't allowed to uh you know i thought i wasn't allowed to join the avengers but uh after he sees what's going on uh, and kind of takes a look at bruce banner uh, he gets really really interested of course and one thing i really like is there's a scene where uh they're reviewing everybody they're seeing the hulk destroy stuff you're seeing um you know uh, Captain America in action. You're seeing all the different Avengers in action, which is pretty flipping cool. And they just kind of like, wow, I can't believe this. Stark realizes I'm not the only superhero on the planet. I just love his facial expressions. That was really, really good. So your next Avenger you're going to see is good old Captain America. Uh, you you kind of now this is the only time in the film uh, because we've spent five films with each of these characters, but this is the only time in the film where you kind of get a a quote-unquote refresher of the last film. It's maybe about like a a 10-second scene of him remembering while he's punching the punching bag, which you'll actually see at the the after-credits of Captain America where he's punching the punching bag, and then that's when Fury comes to say, you know, I'm trying to save the world. But during the time where he's punching the punching bag, he's getting the memories of him crashing, and you actually see them break open the ice, which you didn't see before, but he's remembering, you know, his girlfriend and stuff, which is really cool. Otherwise, you don't get any none of the other avengers get any reminiscence of the other film this is just we're finally here we're moving on and we don't need a backlash or backhash of the last movies which i really enjoyed because they didn't dumb it down for the people that never seen the other movies their expectations is you should have seen the other five movies and if you didn't that's your fault and you're if you get lost that's your problem which i really like because this movie is made for the fans and the fans only and they're not going to dumb it down for the people that are just going to go see it for you know the girls go see it for hot guys and the guys are going to go see it for scarlett johansson this movie is made for the fans and and that point gets across this whole film which i flip and love and of course uh fury gets steve rogers uh to go along with uh, you know he talks about the tesseract and uh and gets him to uh to join the avengers initiative which is pretty cool so now actually off screen you're gonna see loki encounter uh quote unquote the other it's uh it's an alien conqueror who in exchange for the tesseract he's gonna offer loki an army of an alien race uh called the the Chitarari, if i'm saying that right which loki will use to eventually take over the earth that's his plan so roger stark and uh and uh, romanoff they travel to germany uh what they want to do is they want to apprehend loki because uh what loki's been doing is uh, he's been using the the power of the tesseract and he's uh man it's r- pretty brutal i mean this movie's pg-13 but i mean you see him start killing some dudes he actually takes one dude's eye but they do it off screen but it's pretty brutal i mean they definitely leave it to the imagination but loki man they, they don't play around i mean this guy he's got like the tesseract is in like this little cane think like the riddler cane from batman forever but with like a, a glowing cube in it and he uses it to just shoot and vap- vaporize people and kill them and stuff i mean it's pretty brutal but of course captain america shows up with his good old shield and uh and man his shield is just i didn't realize how powerful his shield is but they they show you to the full limit how powerful captain america's shield is 
And uh, and you'll know that because Thor will actually hit his shield and it actually bl- uh, kind of blows up a forest, if you will, in just a couple of minutes. But uh, he uses his shield because he's about ready to kill the the one guy that stands up to him because he's like, everybody bow down to me after he's killed a bunch of people. One guy stands up. He's like, you're just a, you know, you're just a bad guy, whatever. And he's going to kill him. Captain America shows up, takes his shield and bounces it off, which is pretty flipping amazing scene. And the whole reason why Loki actually goes to Germany is because he's got to recover this uh, iradium, uh, iradium, uh, which is needed to stabilize the power of the Tesseract. So that's the whole purpose of why they end up to Germany. Because at first I was just kind of like, okay, why are they in Germany? But after uh, after I kind of you know look things up a little bit and and remember, then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he had to do that. So you want to kind of keep that in mind uh, if you missed that. So uh, Iron Man, Captain America, they they capture Loki, they put him on a plane, and we get good old Thor because you know at this point I was kind of like, okay, we haven't we haven't seen Thor yet. Uh, what's the deal? How you know when do we get to see Thor? And as soon as I said that, he shows up. He's uh, that scene you see in the trailer where he's on top of the plane. That's actually the first time you'll actually see. Thor show up for the first time and of course Loki uh, he's freaking out uh, that short that Thor showed up and uh, what does he do he breaks in he steals Loki takes off and Iron Man and Captain America go after Thor because at this point I think they think Thor is a bad guy they're not really clear on that but they know the fact that they got to get Loki back because if they don't uh, they're going to be in some serious serious trouble now Thor tries to reason with Loki, uh, try to you know say what's the deal here? Why are you doing this? You know, and and after uh, there's actually a really funny scene where they're talking, and then uh, and then Cap- uh, Iron Man grabs Thor, and Loki just has a real smart aleck comment like, "Oh, you always disappear on me." So we get the fight that you see in the trailer between Captain America, Thor. And Iron Man. Really good fight. Uh, It's about a good maybe six or seven minutes. It's flipping awesome. Uh, You actually get to see Thor's hammer hit Captain America's shield. And that's kind of what breaks up the fight. And uh, really, really good fight because, you know, none of these characters are supposed to work together. Everybody's independent. They all are their own leader. So why would you want to submit under somebody else? That's why this film works is the fact that everybody is their their own leader, but they're all coming together for one common cause, which is to save the earth from Loki's army. And uh, and that's why this movie flipping works because it shouldn't work. But yet we didn't. Uh, makes it work by the dialogue and, and the interaction with everybody uh, because when they actually um, they stop fighting they actually take Loki back to uh, there's like this helicarrier uh, that's and they kind of trap him in there it's just, it's essentially a flying aircraft carrier uh, but really what it's designed to do uh, there's there's a cell that's designed to hold the Hulk so that's to tell you how powerful it is to put Loki in there uh, one of the funniest lines that is in this film is uh, when Thor is just kind of yelling at them about you know Loki how it's his responsibility to take him back to Asgard and then they tell Thor how many people he's killed uh, it was uh, Black Widow tells him how many people he's killed immediately Thor goes well he's adopted and the crowd was just rolling laughing in the theater man it was such a good funny scene uh, I mean it's one of the best lines in the film where he's just like he's my brother you know I need to take him back to Asgard and then he's got to pay for what he's done and then all of a sudden well he's killed uh, 32 people and this many shield agents well he's adopted I mean it was just it was amazing great 
great comment, great comedy. Uh, oh man, it was so so good. And uh, at this point, uh, Bruce Banner is actually on the carrier because he is going to uh, work with Stark to uh, to figure out, you know, working with gamma radiation and all that stuff. Uh, you see the relationship build between Stark and Banner. And Stark has a humongous amount of respect for Banner, uh, even though he makes the joke of, you know, I really enjoy how you how you turn into a vicious monster. But he really respects him and he actually tries to, uh, to work with Banner to say, you know what, uh, it's a gift that you have the Hulk. Because he... Uh, will eventually say he's uh, he tried to kill himself. He put a bullet in his mouth, but the Hulk essentially spit out the bullet. But the Stark tries to tell him that you know you should have died from the gamma radiation that you got, and the fact of that you lived. This is a gift, and you should embrace it instead of trying to get rid of it. So this is really the first time that you see in the Hulk films where they're really trying to point to you that you should embody and embrace the Hulk instead of trying to get rid of it uh really good and and mark ruffalo does a great job he's got really great chemistry with uh with uh robert downey jr in this scene uh and just overall i mean you could tell that those two are definitely uh best friends uh by the end of this but during it i mean eventually iron man and captain america will be good friends by the end of it but during this uh they kind of work together because they they know shield is kind of shady and they kind of get captain america in and just say look shield's kind of shady why are they trying to do why are they trying to develop they essentially find out uh shield is developing uh weapons new their weapons uh and those three investigate to figure out what's the deal with loki and what's the deal with shield because what uh what shield wants to do is, is they want to harness the the tesseract uh and develop weapons as uh as a way against hostile extraterrestrials uh and that's what they'll find out but essentially you know uh when uh, when uh captain fury comes in and and everybody's divided and they're just like you're what's the deal here and we knew we couldn't trust you and he's like really that's what uh that's what the plan was but my plan is to have the greatest uh you know, people come together and take on Earth's greatest, you know, battles, if you will. We that we don't need to use any of these weapons. I want the Avengers, you know. And and, and kind of when that uh when that gets explained, things are a little bit cooled down, I would say. But uh, you know, during this whole confrontation, you're actually gonna see Hawkeye uh and uh and Loki's other dudes, they're gonna attack the Hell Carriers. So we get a really great scene where they're disabling the engines in the flight and uh and the whole purpose is they want Loki wants Banner to transform into the Hulk because Hulk transforms, takes the ship down, you know, by destroying stuff. So uh, essentially they send Black Widow to talk to Loki. Uh, and Loki has a really great scene where he's being cool, calm, and collective and kind of gets real scary and uh, almost wants to make Black Widow cry. But she just kind of turns around and just says, you know, thank you. You've given me the whole purpose of why you're doing this. Because he kind of reveals that he needs the Hulk to transform uh, in the ship. Uh, but, uh, as she goes to, uh, you know, the ship gets attacked and, and she gets trapped and Banner starts to, to Hulk out. And this is about, I mean, we've been building up the Hulk. So we're about a good, 
uh, I want to say almost an hour in, and we're finally seeing the Hulk for the first time in the film. And man, when you when you see him, uh, some good times. Now, here's something I did not expect. My favorite scene in the trailers is when Black Widow and the Hulk are running through uh, that room and Hulk is breaking the glass. I originally thought that it was Hulk and Black, Black Widow working together. I didn't know she was running away from the Hulk because the Hulk, uh, it's like he wants to kill her, you know. Uh, and so that scene where she's running away is just, that's the reason why is because he transforms and he's just, he's trying to go after her and attack her. It's flipping awesome. And you see, uh, you just see in the meantime, Hawkeye is, uh, you know, just attacking the place and they're taking out all the shield agents. And I'm just wondering when is Hawkeye going to be turned into a good guy? Cause isn't he part of the Avengers? So that was really a good twist in, in response to, uh, Hawkeye because I'm just like, wow, he's a bad guy. So good stuff. Now, while all this is happening, Stark and Rogers are trying to restart the damage engines. Uh, so we actually get to see Thor take on the Hulk. And this is why this is so awesome. You know, in the past, we've never seen the Hulk, uh, have to worry, you know, the Hulk kicks everybody's ass this time Thor, because of his hammer, he's actually able to, to beat up the Hulk. And this tells you how powerful Thor's hammer is when, uh, Thor's hammer is actually on the floor. And one of the scenes Hulk tries to pick it up. Even the Hulk cannot pick up the hammer. That tells you how powerful this hammer is. So Thor's on top of the Hulk. He's like choking him with the hammer and he's just beating him up and, and the Hulk's beating up Thor. So it's a really great match. Uh, I, I actually say it's a hundred times better than the Hulk versus Abomination scene. It is amazing. This fight between Thor and Hulk, this alone is worth your price admission to the film. It is just unbelievable, flipping awesome. Uh, Un, oh, it is just so damn good. It's how this scene is just unbelievable. And uh, Hawkeye actually starts to fight Black Widow during this fight. Uh, she, you know, really good fight, but she actually hit, um, she kind of hits him in the head, knocks him unconscious, which actually by knocking him unconscious breaks Loki's mind control. So at this point, now we're going to get, uh, we're going to get Hawkeye again, which is really cool. Loki actually does escape though, because, uh, he, he kills agent Coulson, which this is the sad part of the film. Here's the thing with Whedon. We all got to know somebody's going to die. I did not know somebody was going to die, but it made me think in all of his shows, everybody dies in Buffy. Uh, we had, uh, Xander almost died. Instead, he had his eye poked out, but Buffy actually died. You know, technically speaking, on the WB, Buffy died. That's how the show was going to end. But then it was picked up, uh, and then they would eventually kill Willow's woman. Uh, then, and then in Angel, we had Wesley. Wesley, one of the main characters, die. Cordelia died. Uh, then in Dollhouse, we had uh, the main, uh, Eliza Dushku's uh, main investigator who became boyfriend. He flipping died, got shot in the head. So, of course, somebody's going to die in this film. I didn't see it coming, but the fact of it's a Agent Coulson, a fan favorite. Uh, of course, you can't really kill anybody in the Avengers, but the fact of you kill Coulson... Uh, hits your heart because you really do care for this guy because you've seen him in five films. I mean, probably the most impactful character you could kill outside of that would be, um, you know, Nick Fury. But it makes perfect sense to kill Coulson because 
really Fury needed something to bring them all together and this is what brings the Avengers together to work as one unit and uh, and, and Coulson was in complete infatuation with Captain America he actually carried his cards around he's a huge fan wanted him to uh, to sign his cards and they had a really good really good scenes together with him just saying how much of a fan he is and uh, you just sign, you actually see Coulson as a fanboy which is really cool but Coulson gets some really good scenes during this uh, during the death scene if you will because he has this big gun that he's going to shoot Loki with and uh, he's just like I have no idea what it's going to do in the lines that he says uh, the crowd is roaring laughing but uh, when he's stabbed uh, Loki comes up to him and he shoots him and Lo- and, uh, and Agent Coulson's just like so that's what it does so Fury comes up and just says look it's okay that I'm dying you know it's for it's for the cause uh, and hopefully it brings them together so when the team finds out that uh, Agent Coulson has died, kind of gives them the motivation that they need to work together as a team. Now, I should say uh, Captain America and Stark because Thor, uh, he's actually trapped in the thing that Loki was in. He, you know, Loki does his little, his fake Loki uh, and he actually jumps in what was the Hulk cell and he falls 33,000 feet but he's actually able to survive because he jumps out just in a nick of time and Hulk actually is ejected from the ship and, uh, and it's a real funny scene when he becomes Banner and he's naked there's this guy that talks to him makes all these jokes real funny but fury will use colson's death to motivate the avengers and working together as a team now stark and uh and rogers actually realized that simply defeating earth is not enough for loki he needs to overpower them publicly to uh to validate himself as the ruler of the of the earth and uh he's using this device built by uh by the scientist in thor uh selvik uh, now Loki uses the Tesseract to open a portal which is above uh, Stark Tower and, and that's used to bring in uh, the, the the alien race uh, and do the invasion of Earth. So the Avengers, they rally in New York and now we're kind of in the, we spend about 45 minutes in the climax here. All the stuff you see in the trailer, this is the big fight, really good stuff. Um, they They quickly realize though that they're being overwhelmed. Uh, by this army and uh, and things aren't looking good towards the end here there is a funny scene with captain america you know where he's trying to tell the cops you know i need you to go here go there and the guy's like why should i take orders from you and captain america just starts beating up like six of these army guys uh these aliens they look the aliens look flipping awesome and after he kicks their ass uh the cops just like okay and he repeats exactly what captain america said real funny scene oh it was some good times and uh, and one of the scenes that you've probably seen from the trailers that was really really good is one where where Stark is trying to talk to Loki, uh, just saying that you know let's do a head count here. You know we have your brother, we have the you know, and he starts to go through Captain America and stuff. And, I, and of course my favorite line from the film is I have an army. He goes we have a Hulk, and uh, it's just really good times. And uh, oh scene is so good loki actually throws stark out the window so we actually see a new suit this is one where um it fly it's jarvis uh he's telling jarvis to send his suit so his suit flies all the way down to stark stark puts the suit on in the air and he flies out uh he's able to save himself before he hits the pavement oh man it was flipping awesome scene 
Now, you know, during this fight, they actually have Rogers and Stark uh, evacuate this, uh, the civilians, and Banner actually shows up, and and there's this thing that's been going on through the film of how he's able to control the Hulk, and and the thing is his big secret, how has he been able to keep control of the Hulk? Well, they said, you know, this is when Stark's like, you know, now would be the time to put on put on your costume, and uh, and he just kind of looks back and just says, you know. Don't you need to get angry? And he says, that's my secret. I'm always angry. And he transforms like really, really fast into the Hulk. And he takes on these dudes and beats the living crap. So good, man. So good. But at this point, the Hulk has the control. He knows that these guys are his friends. The Hulk isn't stupid. He may People may think that the Hulk is dumb and he doesn't know what's going on. But the Hulk knows that these are his buddies. These are his teammates. And uh, he's realized that now. And, and this is evident in, in the climax of this film. I mean, you've seen it in the previews where, you know, uh, uh, Captain America says, Hulk, smash. And he just smiles and he, and he takes on all these guys. So the best scene uh, for the Hulk is when um, there's these planes that are about ready to shoot. And the Hulk is just, it's like in this building. And he's running hes running through all these desks and stuff. And all these people are freaking out. And he jumps out the window and he takes on he takes on this plane. And he's just tearing it to pieces. And then uh, and he shows up where Loki was at. And Loki's just like trying to talk trash to the Hulk. He's like, I'm a god, blah, 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 blah. And Hulk grabs him and starts to smash him like left and right over his head into the ground, beats the crap out of him. And everybody starts rolling, laughing in the theater. Hulk says something to Loki. I had no idea what it was. I was so pissed off. I was like, okay, the next time I see it, uh, I'll be able to hear it. I, I, but of course I didn't see it. So I had to ask online and, uh, and our buddy Jameson over at uh, movie Mojo monthly was kind enough to tell me that he says, uh, he says, uh, puny God. And I was like, Oh, that was perfect, man. It's like, Oh, my new favorite line from the film. So flipping good. Uh, the Hulk just, man, he killed it, man. He just tear, he steals the scenes in this film. I cannot express enough how the Hulk was, he gets the love and respect that he deserves. The Hulk was finally done right. And uh, and he has one of the best scenes. And of probably the second best scene of the Hulk is uh, him and Thor working together. You know, And uh, and they're taking on all these guys. And finally, when they're done, there's this scene where they're just standing there. And Hulk sucker punches Thor. And he goes flying. And everybody was just rolling laughing. I swear. I think my side hurt from laughing so hard. Because it was just like Thor and Hulk working together. How awesome is that? And all of a sudden they're all done. And they're just standing there. Boom. He hits them. And he goes flying. Oh, it was so good, man. I, oh, I cannot tell you how funny that was. So, And I'm sure I'm sure you know how funny it was. Because you were there and you watched it. But I just absolutely love that scene. I thought it was excellent. So really where the movie pretty much ends is uh, Fury has these superiors, which a uh, bunch of douchebags, uh, but they want to attempt to end the invasion by launching a nuclear missile at New York. Uh, Stark, of course, being, you know, awesome guy that he is, he intercepts the missile. And what does he do? He takes it to the portal uh, towards the, the Chitaro, uh Chitari, because uh, I can't speak today. Uh, fleet out in outer space before he runs out of power because he doesn't have much power left uh, but he he uses all of his energy all of his power takes the missile and, and it blows up so they're they're about ready to shut off the portal but they're they know Iron Man is out there so they're just like 
they've got to make a decision. Do we shut the portal off uh, and leave Stark there forever? Or what do we do? So at the perfect time, Captain America just says, okay, shut it off. They shut it off and, and Stark is flying down because he has no power. He's flying down to the earth. And uh, and it was the, they all kind of they kind of like, you know, they all smile because they see that Stark made it in enough time. But they realize he's not uh, he has no power. He's not moving. So that's where you get the scene where the Hulk grabs him uh, in the air and goes down. So Stark is laying on the ground. They all think he's dead because uh, his, his power source in his chest isn't on. And the Hulk does the greatest thing. He like he yells at him. And it scares Stark to death and he makes all these great, wonderful comments and uh, and starts talking about how he wants to go to the, the Shamarma restaurant. He has no idea what kind of food it is, but uh, but we all got to go there and we all got to hang out and that's what we're doing, blah, 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 blah. So after that funny scene uh, and when Loki uh, actually wakes up, that's when they're going to see uh, the, the Avengers. You know, you got Hawkeye back. Uh, Hawkeye's holding an arrow up to his face and... Uh, and he's just like, okay, I give up. So Thor, uh, what he does, he escorts Loki and the Tesseract back to Asgard. So that's how you know how Thor 2 is going to pick up. Uh, and, you know, I knew Loki wasn't going to die just because I knew that Loki was going to be in Thor 2. I just didn't know how it was going to get there. So uh, we'll see how Thor 2 goes. You know, I know Natalie Portman is going to be back in Thor 2. So, of course, that means he's got to come back to Earth. Uh, which hopefully now um, the portal is now fixed. Where I mean, obviously it's fixed because he was able to come back to Earth. But but that's cool, man. Thor goes back, and uh, you know, and they're all saying that they want the Avengers to uh, you know make up for their crimes and all this other crap. This is like the TV reports, and they're just like, you know, the Avengers saved our life, man. What are you guys talking about? So uh, Fury notes that the Avengers uh, are going to go their separate ways. Now, you could tell this end scene was made for the fans, where of like, are we going to get an Avengers 2? Because he starts to talk to us kind of like... kind of like he's breaking the fourth wall in a way where he's just like the agents just like so what do we do now what happens and they're like well the avengers are going to go their separate ways for now uh you know it's kind of let you know they're all going to make their own movies we're going to get iron man 3 captain america 2 uh thor 2 and then i then they're going to come back for avengers 2 and they'll say well what if they don't come back you know kind of like to say well what if they get new characters to play them kind of thing i think that was kind of like uh the fans are saying well what if they don't come back which you know that they'll come back and then uh they'll say well how do we get them to work together like well we did it now and we'll be able to do it again you know whenever we get a new global threat they're all going to come back together so uh so at stark tower tony and uh pepper uh, you see them like talk to each other and, and they're kissing uh, and, and they're kind of looking at a hologram uh, at Stark Tower, which has like this A remaining uh, as the sign after the battle, which obviously stands for us, the Avengers. Uh, and then the movie ends, man. It's flipping good. Now we get not one, but we get two post credit scenes, which because after every of these, every one of these movies, we get a post scene. And this time, uh, after you get the first, uh, you know, introduction to uh, the title sequence, and then you see Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans. Then you'll get uh, the other 
confronts his master about the attack on Earth. Now, uh, there's been a question about who this guy is. It's Thanos. Uh, Thanos, look him up. Uh, most of the big geeks, comic book geeks, are going to know who this character is. He is really going to be probably the main bad guy of uh, Avengers 2. He hasn't really, he's probably not going to show up in any of the other future movies. He's probably going to be the main bad guy of, of 2. And then uh, the one that happens after all of the credits are over, the Avengers are eating uh, at silence at the, at the restaurant that Tony Stark was talking about earlier. I did not see this one, so I can't comment on it, unfortunately. But, uh, but uh, yeah, that that's it, guys. Now, you know, earlier, um, you know, for the non-spoiler review, I said that the movie was five stars, which is funny. The last two movies have been five stars, but this one's for a totally different reason. You know, the last two movies, uh, it was more for a fun factor's sake. This one, though, is just purely, uh, it was excellent writing. You know, I've already mentioned it, but, I mean, we can all agree, especially all the emailers, I think, Almost all of them had said the same thing, five stars. For me, this is the best Marvel movie that has come out. Uh, I love it. It was great. The The dialogue was just excellent, excellent writing. Uh, you could not have better uh, better um, character development. I mean, having all these guys on the same screen together, everybody, nobody got the shaft. Everybody got the, the perfect amount of screen time that they needed. I mean, Black Widow, in a sense, really brings everybody together uh, in various scenes and stuff. So it was just f- great fun factor. Uh, I had, you know, I, I was laughing. I was, you know, I was sad. Uh, it was just excellent. The special effects were amazing. The Hulk looked couldn't be looking any better than he already is uh for me uh hands down five stars and i have thought about it you know i again i didn't see it for the second time but uh you know uh, i could definitely say thinking about it just sitting on it and stuff and watching all the previews again i want to go see it just as bad as i did the first time around and i i definitely give this a very strong five stars Uh, Not a weak five stars, a very strong five stars. I thought it was amazing. It was great. Uh, Is the movie perfect per se? Uh, You know, you could probably argue that there's maybe a a plot hole here and there, which if there is, I'd like to know about it because I didn't find any. But uh, for me, it's a perfect film because it has, it was, man, it was just flawless, man. It it took all my, there's very rarely where you can take a, a movie with high expectations and deliver. And this movie took all my high expectations, not only delivered, but murdered them and gave me new ones. So I can't stress enough how great this movie is, how perfect it is for us comic book fans. And it's proved that it will work. And I think the future of comic book movies are going to be in a much better place than they already are. Even though the epic Dark Knight films are going to be ending soon, uh, I think for the future of comic book films, I think we are not in a world of hurt. I think we're just beginning. So that's what I got, guys. That's my rating, five stars. So let's hear what the STL Nation had to say. All 
All right. Now, we actually have one of our old STL members uh, write in, which for those of you who don't know, to be an STL member, all you got to do is just write in once to sweepdelaypodcast.yahoo.com. You will immediately be a member of the STL Nation. And then after like two or three, I'll go ahead and give you a nickname. Uh, just got to kind of see your, your flavor or, or how you write and stuff like that. So um, Anthony, the epic emailer, writes in again. Uh, we haven't heard from him for a while. And he says, hello, Masunis. Uh, after such a short hiatus, the epic emailer has returned to emailing the podcast. I already gave my reasons to Masunis as to why I wasn't able to do any emails before this one, so I won't mention it on this one. Before getting to the main reason why for this email, I'll give my brief thoughts concerning some of the other movies you have uh, recently reviewed. Those thoughts are, haven't seen The Last Boy Scout and The Last Dragon, but you made me at least consider checking them out, but more so for the former than the latter. Uh, not so much of a Star Wars fan, but I can still understand the appeal of them. You and Ty did a terrific job, which thank you, sir, discussing episode one, and I think that the apparent backlash that you received was uncalled for. Uh, Major League, both the first movie and the overall series is one of the sports genre movies that I enjoy, and depending on the situation, I could go ahead and watch it whenever any of those movies are on TV. Now, on to the main reason. Uh, it probably goes without saying, but I'm one for many people who are eager to see The Avengers when it comes out to theaters. For the last couple of years, we've gotten great movies that in one way or another have helped to set up this movie. From what I could gather about it, The Avengers is going to be an epic movie and it won't be a disappointment for those who have waited. This is my previewing thought as I'm going to see it Friday at noon and not at the midnight showing. It's not like I wouldn't be up to seeing it then, but I, uh, but I would be suffering from it the next day as if I, you know, if I did, which yeah, I hear you, sir. I definitely suffered. Uh, I can't really complain as I'm sure that the uh, wait will be worth it. I'll give my thoughts about the movie after I see it and hope that I'll be able to send it to the podcast in time for the review episode. Uh, one more thing before I end this email. It wasn't long ago that i would send the occasional picture skits about a particular movie well since the epicness that is the avengers i decided to go ahead and do another one hope you find some humor from it uh that's all my email and i hope it was epic enough for the return of me can't wait to hear what you thought of the movie but i believe it's safe to say you will be a fan of it which uh, i will go ahead and post this picture uh on the stl uh facebook on the sweet delay of facebook uh page uh, which by the way if you have not liked the page please do so we're only at 38 likes on there go to www.facebook.com slash sweep delay podcast go ahead and click the like because i would definitely love to get some more interaction so i will post that on the page and then also in the facebook group i will do that as well so the uh the next email we get oh by the way thank you anthony but you're gonna email again so i'll thank you after that uh our next one comes from john the music man and he goes on to say, "Hello, sir, and the STL Nation. Before I talk about the Avengers, before I talk about the Avengers, I just need to set up how I watched Avengers. See, I went to AMC theaters where they did a Marvel marathon and watched Iron Man through Captain America, five films in total, starting at 11:30 a.m. to 12 midnight. I was like, dude, are you gonna? I'm like, how do you watch all those movies without taking a pee break? But of course, there's a half hour break between all of them, so he was able to do that. Uh, then I watched Avengers with all the uh, Marvel movies fresh in my mind. 
I have to say the Avengers stayed true to the characters from their uh, from their other movies and to uh, and my two favorite characters were Captain America and Hulk. I like the main out of time for Captain America. I like the man out of time for Captain America. And when he made that comment about how uh, he got the flying monkey reference was classic. Yeah, there was a couple of jokes about uh, you know Captain America not getting the jokes, but there was a flying monkey reference, and then one dude was playing Space Invaders. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. One of the guys at Shield after the well, I got that reference he started playing uh space invaders which was absolutely hilarious as for the hulk he stole this movie what he did to loki was awesome right before loki going into villain monologue and the fanboy and me when seeing the hell the helicarrier i was like woohoo but when seeing my favorite shield agent die uh colson no but uh he had some funny lines like after he fired the gun uh, and said, oh, that's what it does, which is classic. So overall, this is my favorite Marvel movie, which it should be. Uh, I will go and see it again. Everyone was cheering and laughing, so I missed some dialogue. So I'll need to go back and see it again. Five stars all the way. Sorry, email so long, but the fanboy me just love this movie. John the Music Man. Thank you, John the Music Man. appreciate your email, sir. Always a good time to hear from you. Um, our next email comes from Sebastian. And uh, he goes on to say, Dear Avengers Podcast, I just saw Avengers with some friends. One of the friends did not see any of the Marvel movies before seeing the Avengers, which I think that's the dumbest idea ever. I have no idea why someone would do that. That's like going to see The Dark Knight and not ever seeing Batman Begins, but I don't know. I just I just don't get the people that are going to go. That's like watching the last Harry Potter and you've never seen any of the other Harry Potters. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, but... To each their own, I guess. Uh, it was so packed that there had, there was a line up. There was actually a line to see it. Uh, I saw the 3D version before I went in. I was a little reserved because the critic review uh, was a little bashing of Avengers 3D. But uh, all of that was aimed at the 3D, not the story or the characters, which I did, as again said, I watched in 2D. I did not see in 3D, so I can't comment on the 3D. But for me, I think the 2D worked perfect. Uh, I actually agree a little with the critic on the 3D, but only with the outer space stuff. While watching this, I felt that the film would work rather excellently as a TV show. The laughs never stopped coming. I gave the film a medium four stars, which... Seriously, I can't believe you gave the the movie that low of a rating. But hey, if that's what you're going to give it, that's what you're going to give it. Uh, Do you prefer your superheroes funny uh, Josh Whedon style or gloomy Nolan style? You know, uh, Avengers and Batman are two different things. Totally different planets, okay? Uh, the, The Nolan films, those are epic. Those are very serious uh, they're, they're crime dramas, so um, you cannot compare the Nolan films to the to the Avengers. The Avengers is the big popcorn, fun action flick. Uh, take anybody to go see it, and the Nolan films are your very serious, epic, uh, amazing storytelling film. Uh, it's like The Godfather versus. Uh, Die Hard. I mean, they're two great, excellent movies, but they're completely different uh, in the aspect of, yeah, they may relate because they have action in it, but they're two different kind of actions. So really, uh, I don't prefer one over the other because I love both. Um, I've always been, Batman's always been my number one. It always will be. Uh, I know for a fact that Dark Knight Rises will be the most financial successful film of the of the year, followed by The Avengers and then probably Hunger Games. But for me... You know, um, 
I, I love the Avengers. I thought it was excellent. I would watch it any day of the week. So uh, do you prefer superhero team-ups or just by themselves? Well, since we never had superhero team-ups before, obviously uh, by themselves is the only way we've ever seen it. So I can't comment either way. I mean, this the team-ups was done excellently in this film. But, uh, I mean, I, I definitely enjoy... Uh, the solo films themselves. So that's what Sebastian had to say. So thank you, sir, for writing in. Really appreciate it. The next one comes from John the Mailman. And he says, hello, Mike. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good now that I got some sleep. I can't wait to hear how your first midnight show went. It's been a while since I did a midnight showing. I think The Dark Knight and uh, The Final Batman might be my next one. Uh, I saw it last night and uh, walked out of there, thought to myself, five stars. Best movie ever. DC needs to step up your game. Uh, this movie, I feel uh, kind of the same. Uh, I need to see it again, maybe tomorrow. Uh, oh, he said, this morning I feel the same. I need to see it again, maybe tomorrow. I laughed and cried. While well, I cried from laughing so much, uh, they did a great job giving everyone their moment, but the Hulk did steal the show. Uh, the fighting was hot. Uh, the story worked. Uh, some of my uh, favorite parts when uh, Captain gave the police orders and he said, why should I listen to you? Then the captain took out like five bad guys and the cop did what he asked. Uh, when Hulk took Loki and beat him to the ground, when Iron Man was down and the Hulk screams and wakes him up, when the Hulk and Thor were tag teaming, kicking uh, butt, and then the Hulk sucker punched them, uh, a lot of the Hulk, laugh out loud. I'm sure I have more, but this could be super long. Still five stars. Can't wait for the show. Uh, didn't have time to reread, so sorry for any mistakes, which you didn't have any, sir. Uh, have a good show. John the Mailman, consider this email delivered. P.S. You stay after the credits. Funny ending, which you know I did mention about the, about the credits. So, uh, so thank you, sir. Always great to hear from you, sir. All right, our next email comes from uh, Cheerful Charlie, and he say, uh, "All I can say is Missunis is wow. I've seen a lot of promos for the Avengers. Was going to see it uh, this afternoon, but I got a uh, I got extra duties added." On for a garage where I get to close a, a garage in addition to cashiering, which I have never done. Uh, but needless to say, I, I've asked the girlfriend if she, if we could go see it tomorrow on uh, May 6th. Uh, looking forward to what the Avengers is. Plus, I have a friend of mine who did the same thing you did. And he went with uh, either some friends or his brother to go see the Avengers. Uh, and, he, and he sent me a text at 6.30 a.m. yesterday morning. And he said... You are so going to love the Avengers. So I went ahead and asked the girlfriend if she uh, wanted to see it Sunday instead of waiting for Memorial Day weekend, which I'm going to see Men in Black 3. So looking forward to seeing the Avengers. I hope you and your wife had fun uh, going to see the movie. It sounds great. We'll follow this email with another email, hopefully tomorrow afternoon, early evening. Thanks, Miss Sunis, for your excitement for this movie. Uh, it fed into my own excitement as it will be uh, Wendy's first comic book related movie. That she will see in the in the theater. So the movie looks great, and looking forward to a cheerful Charlie. Which I hope uh, she's seen the other movies, sir. Because if she's not, she's gonna be lost. But uh, oh, but that's good to hear, sir. I hope you get to see it today. So good luck to you, sir. So thank you, cheerful Charlie, for reading uh, for writing in, sir. All right, and we got another email for Anthony, the epic emailer. He says, hey there, Ms. Sunis. Uh, I already sent you an email from my uh, previewing thoughts on the Avengers and seeing how I was able to see it only a few hours ago. I thought I'd go ahead and give you my post-reviewing experience. Before that, I hope you liked the poster I sent you in the previous email, which I did. It was awesome, sir. Uh, now let's get to the main reason for the email. When an Avengers movie was announced to, to be... 
done. I was uh, skeptical. I mean, something similar was apparently attempted involving the Justice League, but uh, that went off and uh, and uh, that went off as well as a fart in church. Uh, fortunately, they did a smart move by introducing the characters beforehand with their individual movies, which I found each of them to be entertaining in their own right, while at the same time planting the seed for the Avengers uh, that will happen. Safe to say, uh, I was really anticipating for, for it to be released. After watching, I gotta say that the movie was amazing, and I wasn't disappointed in the slightest. The blending of seriousness, action, and humor throughout was uh, was was handled nicely and didn't feel as though it was forced. Some of the best comedy moments were the ones uh, that were said almost offhandedly. When it comes to the characters, all of them got a decent amount of time and didn't feel that they were quote unquote just there to be there. Some of my favorites were Tony Stark, Bruce Banner and Hulk, Loki and Phil Coulson. As for Coulson, his death sucked since it was one of the constant things in all the movies that led to the Avengers but with Whedon uh, being one of the people in charge of the movie it shouldn't be surprised that a beloved character was killed uh, which yeah he, he knows what I'm talking about uh, at the very least his death served a purpose and wasn't just done for shock value now rating wise it shouldn't be surprising that I'm giving it 5 out of 5. Not saying that it's a perfect movie, but I was entertained throughout and it made me eager wanting of a sequel for not only Avengers, but for each of the heroes separately. As a whole, I'd give the movie a rating of 5 out of 5 as there was a time, there wasn't a time that I felt bored as I was entertained throughout and was somewhat sad when it was over. Hopefully, there'll be a sequel, but I don't think we'll get one uh, another soon which there's definitely going to be a sequel sir uh, that's all for my email i believe that the stl episode for the movie will be one not to miss uh, which I hope so, sir. Uh, so see you then. Uh, so thank you, Anthony. Epic emailer. Great to hear from you again, sir. Always a good time. And our final emailer comes from, we actually have a new member of the STL Nation. And what happens when we get a new member of the STL Nation? Banzai, Daniel-san! Hey, Banzai! 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 That's right. Now this one is from my uh, from my very good friend. His name is Thad. Uh, now Thad is uh, he's definitely a huge uh, geek, a comic book geek. Uh, he loves the rock. He loves he loves everything that I do. Uh, he's definitely my movie guy that I talk to. Uh, but this guy, he's actually he's worked in Hollywood for quite a long time. He's actually been an assistant to a lot of different celebrities and, and things like that. He goes to all the comic book conventions and the movie conventions and stuff. So he's really tight in the Hollywood world, which is pretty, I feel very privileged to be his friend because of how connected he is. So, uh, so he's awesome. And all you guys in the STL, uh, group know who Thad is. He's always got interesting comments to make, uh, and everybody really enjoys him. So, uh, and this is kind of a long one, but he makes some excellent, excellent points. So, all right, take a deep breath. Uh, here we go. He says, hey, Mike, going to do my best to give a review on what I remember of the movie. First off, the whole movie absolutely rocked. The introductions were done well. Having Loki come in at the beginning with the meltdown of the base was fantastic. At first, I was a little worried of them taking over of Hawkeye, which I hear you, sir, and the scientists who I was very happy to see in the movie. 
but we all know how that panned out. Black Widow's Scarlett Johansson intro was great. The fight scene and her stating of her interrogation of the Russian was going well was great. Uh, especially with how surprised he acted after her statement. I love this scene as it uh, played out too. Not too over the top and a good scene to let us know what she's capable of as opposed to her intro in Iron Man 2. Now having her go after Banner, Hulk, Mark Ruffalo was nice too. Not a big scene but very poignant on how it was done. I will agree uh, about his line stealing moment after reappearing for the fight about his secret being that he's always angry. Absolutely another high point in the movie which I don't know if I mentioned that but yeah that was kind of the twist is that he's always angry. Uh, but his best scene is definitely when he punches Thor after bringing down the one flying ship. He goes on to say that I absolutely loved Agent Coulson going after Iron Man, Tony Stark, and the way it played out. His death was a little disheartening, but also another climactic point of the movie to help cement the group as one. I was very happy that they did not use the cliche of him actually uh, stating that they needed something to avenge. Uh, leaving that single line out of the movie uh, made it even better for me. Not a lot to say about Downey's character portrayal of Stark. He brought another level to the character and his interaction with the group. That was nice to see. They're, they were able to expand the character but not focus on him too much either. As his fights with Loki were phenomenal. Especially the way that uh, Mark 7 suit was introduced. It also, I also like the relationship they put in between him and Pepper. It's not what happened in the comics. But I actually like the aspect of them uh, being uh, put in. Now, I uh, can't even say enough about Chris Evans' portrayal of Captain America. It was a perfect example of a character the way he would have been after being brought back. Uh, his take, his take, command, uh, attitude, and military aspect was very well done. And, um, sorry, I just lost my spot here. Especially when the um, confrontation started and he got high and mighty about how things should be done, it was done well. Now... When Thor shows up to bring Loki back to Asgard was also a highlight. I mean, landing on the aircraft and then taking him from the craft was really cool. And of course, the subsequent brawl between the good guys was a classic comic book cliche. But it was also one that had to be done and uh, we all enjoyed. And Captain stopping the fight was classic and sweet as well. Uh, Fury is Fury and I still stand behind my opinion that Samuel L. Jackson is the best at the role and nobody can top him his portrayal of the character and substance he brings to the role is phenomenal it was nice to see some emotion in him as well uh his colson died uh, when colson died uh was a very good scene for him which i agree samuel jackson was awesome in this uh loki even looked better in the movie than in thor a level of bad was stepped up in uh, tenfold in avengers just the way he was manipulating and using people and then throwing them away uh this is how i always envisioned loki to be then the way the whole kick disaster and his monologue moment was absolutely another scene stealer uh, finally, Hawkeye was great. I like the fact that he did uh, that they didn't take him the sarcastic individual he was in the earlier comics, but they used his character from recent years. The actor is one that I've always liked, even though he has never been mainstream until recently. Uh, when he appeared in Thor, I was actually disappointed in how little he was used, uh, except except his basic intro. Uh, and again, at the beginning of Avengers, I was skeptical for how they used him enough. Uh, though I knew he would be a major player later on. Now, 
not to focus on props, but his uh, bow and quiver were the best. I even like that more than the Iron Man suit, especially with the dial-up control and his bow to auto-load the arrows with what he wants it uh, at the time. And using the the unique heads of them in his character uh, is excuse me and using the unique heads for them is his character all the way which yes his arrows were flipping amazing uh, i also love how when he ran out of arrows uh he beat up the dude and then took the final arrow back that was so good now a little blurb and nothing else the appearance of uh, thanos at the end was a great teaser i'm not sure i've ever wanted a sequel more than i want one right now and since i'm sure you're stayed uh, you stayed for the whole thing the scene of them all at the restaurant tony had mentioned in the movie was just a little thing it was just a, a fun little thing Now, finally, the battle. Oh my god. Do I need to even go into how amazingly epic this whole sequence was? This is by far one of, if not the best battle sequence of this type of movie I think I have ever seen up until now. The battle and the usage of the characters was perfect. Loki's inevitable uh, betrayal again to Thor. Loki's initial battle with Iron Man and uh, subsequent bitch slapping of the Hulk was great. Uh, Seeing Black Widow and Hawkeye with Cap fighting side by side down below was a fantastic interaction. And uh, he goes on to say that uh, then, of course, the military uh, strategy by captain uh, of placement for everybody was classic hero control, yet not control of the group to do what needs to be done. Iron Man's almost sacrifice at the end was also classic to the character. His whole self-sacrificing way that goes against what everybody thinks of him, but is actually who he is deep down inside was wonderful, which you make a very excellent point there, sir. I highly agree with that. It was a self-sacrificing thing he does with which makes you give even more heart to the character. And I look uh, I look forward more to Iron Man 3 than I ever did before. Uh, and it was Hulk smashing and his classic badass goodness that was... Uh, th- that was awesome. Uh, almost forgot. Another movie making scene was when the the helicar- uh, the hel- the helicarrier took off from the ocean. I like the fact that they used the classic representation of what the original helicarriers look like. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can guess by everything I have put down here that I can't even say enough good about the movie. I also probably going to see it again Sunday with another group of friends. This time just in the normal 2D. Though I believe. Initially I saw it on 3D opening night. Which was wonderful. Uh, I may send in a little info after I see it again. Or just add it to the comments on the STL uh, podcast Facebook fan uh, site. So later my friend. I give this 5 stars. I hope you enjoyed the review I gave. Not as extreme, not as extensive as I probably could have made it. Which dude you did great. You made it uh, pretty extensive. And you made a lot of great points. But I can't remember anything about the movie either. First time I've watched uh, is always just to enjoy the movie. Last thing, uh, Josh Whedon is uh, a god among men for what he has accomplished. Take care of your buddy Thad. So thank you, sir, so much for writing in. Uh, great to have you part of the STL Nation. And that's what we got, guys, for emails. So let's get into the music spotlight. All right, music spotlight time. Now, uh, this is a special music spotlight, and the reason why it's special is 
is uh, I've actually had this one on a, on a prior episode. Uh, the reason why I'm picking this one is for a couple different reasons. Number one, um, the episode that this was on, uh, not a lot of people uh, actually got to hear this song. Um, and also, um, this is a newer band that was recently signed to Atlantic Records. Now, if you don't know what Atlantic Records, uh, you know, if you don't know the artists that are currently on Atlantic Records... We have uh, some uh, Cody Simpson, we have some Skrillex, we have uh, Santa Gold, uh, we have T.I., uh, we also have uh, Flowrider, Sean Paul is on there, uh, Skillet, Simple Plan, Jason Mraz, uh, Matchbox 20, Tony Braxton, so a lot of Phil Collins, a lot of big artists. So this band is called We As Human. Now, these guys um, these guys are awesome. Um, I just recently watched them at a concert. They were an opening band, uh, flipping awesome. I posted the music video in the uh, STL fan base. Now, uh, this is more for the newer listeners out there that haven't heard the song before. This is actually on the Ghostbusters episode. Now, the Ghostbusters episode was over three hours long, so not a lot of people listen to that song, and I know not a lot of people download it, which is fine. Uh, but occasionally I may bring back a, a spotlight song either for a particular reason or a movie. So I'm just bringing this back because not a lot of people heard it. And I think a lot of people need to hear it because uh, I know a lot of people will probably be checking out this episode. It's a great band. Uh, just got signed. They currently have an EP out. It's only three bucks on iTunes. Go check it out. This song is called Sever. It's their uh, single. Uh, absolutely love this song. It is great. Uh, it's definitely one of those that just kind of stick in your head. Uh, and their new album will hopefully be coming out very soon. Uh, I love these guys. Excellent band. So that's what I have for the music spotlight. If you want to write in, it's SweepDelayPodcast at Yahoo.com. If you want to follow on Twitter, it's STL Podcast. Uh, if you want to uh, go on Facebook, it's www.facebook.com slash SweepDelayPodcast. Uh, also on iTunes, please leave a review. Uh, currently got 12 reviews out there. And uh, I would love to hear what you guys have to say. So just please just take a couple minutes out of your time. If you've already left a review, uh, you can't leave another one. If you do, it'll just override the one that you did before. But anybody who has not left a review, I'd love to hear it. Please do so. Uh, also, uh, we have a Facebook uh, fan page. It's uh, the STL Nation Randomness. So if you'd like to join, just type it in. And I will go ahead and accept you. Just It's all random topics. Anything you want to talk about, it's a lot of fun. Got about 30 members in there. It's been some good times. Uh, make sure you check out some of my, uh, some of my buddies. Uh, we have um, my friend Jason, uh, who has uh, been on the show before. Uh, he's got a lot of podcasts. He has a fl- uh, one podcast called Flicks Podcast, which is uh, it's a movie review podcast, uh, kind of like this one. Uh, Film and Focus, where him and his buddy Danny, uh, they do a more ana- analytical approach to film. Uh, so if you are definitely into that kind of thing, go check that out. Uh, show Me the Winston, which his buddy uh, Dan from uh flicks is on that show it's just a random topic show just grab a beer talk anything you want that's just kind of what they do over there if you like uh the tv show supernatural he also hosts across uh the crossroads podcast with uh with stars so go check that out um if you like knight rider we got the shadowy flight podcast uh, i also uh, i'm i'm a i'm the host of that show and then jason and dan occasionally go on there as well uh, so go check that on out. And then also um, my buddy uh, Jameson and Brian over at uh, Movie Mojo Monthly. They just recently reviewed Avengers. So it's a fun episode. Go check that on out. Those guys are 
Those guys are hilarious, good times. So, uh, so yeah, those are the other shows that uh, you need to check out. They are excellent podcasts. So that is about it, guys. The next movie that I will be reviewing next Tuesday is Return to Oz. This is a horror movie. This is not a family movie. I don't care what you say. It is a horror flick. So go out to YouTube, go on iTunes, whatever it is you got to do. Go find this movie and watch it and send in some emails because this is a creepy ridiculous crazy movie uh it is not uh, it's not like the happy-go-lucky wizard of oz this is a flipping horror flick so that's my next movie return to oz can't wait to talk it it's gonna be some good times uh that's the next movie so i hope you guys enjoyed the episode i had a blast and uh remember this music spotlight is uh we as human it's ever and just so you know this is actually uh so far my favorite song of 2012 it was 12 stone song uh, infected, but this has creeped up to be my number one. So probably by the end of the year, uh, it's going to be a toss up between these two. But so far, this song has officially become my number one song of 2012. I love it. I hope you enjoy it. And, uh, and that's the music spotlight guys. Um, and that's it for the episode. Um, and you guys take care. I will see you next Tuesday. Not this Tuesday coming up because this episode came out to you uh, a little bit earlier, but I will catch you the following Tuesday when we talk some return to Oz. So you guys take care. Masunas out.
So watch as you expose all this violence out of control.